Hey guys, it's time to do an update. The Mets have fired Luis Rojas. And instead of making a whole new episode of Luis Rojas has been fired, the Mets season is officially over, will still remain the title, but I just thought I'd add to this. It's it's good. It's really, you know, I feel bad for Louis. And you'll hear me say that because I recorded this podcast last night and I said multiple times, I feel bad for Luis Rojas. I had a ton of faith in Luis Rojas coming into the year, but it, it was it was time. It was really time to go. And I'm it's unfortunate because someone had to lose their job today, but he just was not ready for the big league manager job. And I think I said this multiple times when I talked about the Mets in segment two. I it it was time. And I hate to be that guy, but it was really time. Luis Rojas failed as Met manager. And, and you know, I, it was time. I hate to be that guy. I, I do. But it was 100% just time. And a lot of people say, well, you know, he's going to be a good manager one day. Well, the the Mets are in a win-now situation. And um, he wasn't ready for the job, like I said. He made questionable decisions. Um, The Cardinal games comes to mind. Cardinal series comes to mind. The games in Philly. The Washington doubleheader. Um, These are decisions that an experienced manager would make. He lost the locker room, you know, in, in my opinion. I know people say that he had a good relationship with Lindor. He gave Lindor, and even Andy Martino said this, he gave Lindor too much power in the clubhouse, which was something I speculated with, and it turns out I was right. And, you know, it's I didn't want Louie to get fired at the beginning of the season. I did yesterday. And it happened. I feel awful for him, but he'll get a job again. And he was offered a job in the Met organization. So let me read to you the official statement from Sandy Alderson. And then I will read you Luis Rojas's decision. And, um, and I will also read you Steve Cohen. You'll get my thoughts. And um, that that's it. Oh, here we go. The, the The New York Mets announced seven hours ago that the club will not be picking up the the bleh, the club will not be picking up the option on the manager Luis Rojas for twenty twenty two. The decision regarding the remainder of the coaching staff will be made in the in the coming days, most likely over the next several days. I'm reading this right from the article. We offered Rojas the opportunity to remain in the organization in a TBA capacity. Luis Rojas then went on to say, give me one second to pull it up. It was truly an honor and a privilege to manage the New York Met organization. It has been my dream to manage the New York Met organization. I started this journey 16 years ago, and I learned so much. I will never forget all the friendships I made 
in the organization and all the memories I have made. I am disappointed in the results, but I understand it is a results-oriented business. I thank the New York Mets for this opportunity, and I will let them know my decision in the coming days. If I do not return, I want to extend a big thank you to the whole New York Met organization from top to bottom. And the one thing you can say about Luis Rojas is he might have not talked a big game to the media, but he always made sure to to represent the New York Mets till the bitter end. You know, I, I will give him that. I don't think he represented the organization well, but I will say this. He did try his best to represent the orange and blue. That's the one thing about Louie you'll get from me and the respect. And now it is on to Steve Cohen's tweet, and then we will call it a night. Want to thank Luis for his work as manager. He is a good man who represented the Mets with a due diligence and claims during his two years of of extremely trying years. Um. Okay. That's the man owner Steve Cohen. I don't know where to stand. You know, it's it's unfortunate. Where are the Mets go from here? Here here's the list of Met managers, I think. Bruce Bochy, John Gibbons, Buck Showalter, a Beltron maybe. Beltron maybe. Um Ron Washington, Aguardo Perez. But to me, it's down to these guys. Bruce Bochy is would be my number one. Ron Washington, I, I really like him, but it, does he want to leave Atlanta? He was in the men organization. Does he want to leave Atlanta? Carlos Beltran is fourth on my list, but I, I don't. I'm done with the first time managers. I don't want to ever do it again. I don't want to do it for a long time. I'm, I've been burned. I, I said this on many podcasts in the past. I have been burned. So, you know, we'll get we'll get into this into the coming days. But I wanted to update this podcast to inform the listeners that Luis Ross has been fired now. If you'd like to listen to an old take, go ahead and listen to the second part of this podcast where we talk about the Giant game, uh, Met Offseason Factor, and preview the MLB postseason. Now, let's hear from this week's sponsor, Anchor. Take it away, Anchor. Welcome back. You heard from Anchor. Let's get right into it. The New York Mets season's over. They finished 77-85. and 85. And where do we go from here? Before I preview the MLB playoffs, talk about the giant win, we got to talk about the crap. Uh, Listen, this was a failure of a season. It's one of the most disappointing seasons I remember as a Met fan. And I dealt with 08 and 07, but this one hurts a lot more. Because I was talking about it with my dad. In 07, you felt it. All the pitching that went down. 08, I don't really count that as a collapse. I know other people do. I don't. You know, losing a wild card game to the to not the wild card game. It basically was a wild card game. 
losing a game to the Miami to the Florida Marlins at the time, now Miami Marlins, and the Brewers winning off CC on CC Sabathia's back. To me, it is what it is. This was disappointing because the bench mob carried the Mets through July. They got all healthy and they failed. They failed big time. And I don't know if I trust Sandy Alderson to build a good team again. He's made a lot of bad decisions. Let's just be straight up. Callaway, Porter, uh, Zach Scott. I mean, I don't know who I trust. And the fact that everyone's saying, well, I don't think in the media now, I don't think we should fire, the Mets should fire Luis Rojas because he's going to be the next Terry Francona. I, I highly doubt that. And you know what? I wish the guy well. If he's back with the Mets next season, I don't think the Mets go anywhere. I don't. I think the Mets are screwed. To me, fire him. Get really not an analytical guy. I'm done with the analytics. I think analytics have a place in baseball. And But you can't run your team. You can't have a guy that's just out of college that gets the lineup from a computer make the lineup for you. I get it. Analytics are just a part of the game. But I would not... I think the Mets need a disciplinarian in the clubhouse. They need a Buck Showalter. I'm not saying the Mets should get Buck Showalter. I'm using him as an example. First guy that popped in my head. Someone like that that is going to make money as a manager, but he's going to command the locker room. I think that's what Luis Rojas just doesn't have. And to be honest with you, I don't think he'll ever have it. I don't care how good the relationship is with his players. He failed. He failed big time, in my opinion. The rat and raccoon incident. The, the thumbs down. I mean, do I go on? To me, you know, again, I wish Luis Ross the best. I have nothing against him. I think he'll be a great coach. I don't think he, he's I don't think he's manager material. But I, I, I just tell him, prove me wrong. I'd like Luis Rojas to prove me wrong. Not as a, if it doesn't hurt the Mets. Like, let's say he goes manages the Angels. And he becomes a great manager. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. As long as he doesn't hurt my team, go ahead. Go manage the 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 Astros, raw I care the the Mariners. Go man the the A's. Go the the Yankees. I don't care. Just don't hurt me. Go go manage the freaking Pirates. I don't think this guy was made for New York. I don't think he was ready for the job. I think he needed a couple more years of season seasoning at the major league level before he got the job. But the Beltron thing happened, you know, he, he was not put into a situation to concede, succeed last year. This year he was, and he failed. He made questionable decisions. And, you know, he, he's going to have to pay. And I, and I feel bad for the guy. I really do. Because this is just, it's a terrible Situation. I don't want him to get fired. I was root. I was rooting for Louis. If you go back to my early podcasts, I was rooting for Luis Rojas. I wanted him to succeed. Go watch the old podcast. I wanted Luis Rojas to succeed, but he didn't. End of story. Goodbye. I wish again. I I wish him all the best. On to the Mets. Michael Comfort. Blow up this court. Michael Conforto crying and saying, I don't want to leave. Well, where was this in July? Where was this in August? It just, it was too little too late. 
it, this core needs to get blown up. If you even call it a core, to me, it was just a bunch of messy players getting put together. I hope this core gets blown up. I hope J.D. Davis gets traded. I hope, I, I don't know what, the only one I don't want to weave is uh, Dom Smith. You know, I'm okay with Jeff leaving. I'm okay with also bringing Jeff back. To me, Davis is the only one where it's like he has to go. Conforto, I'm not, I don't want to pay him $18 million if I'm Steve Cohen. It's not my money, but I don't want him. That's $18 million if he accepts the qualifying offer. I'm okay with him walking. Strowman to me is a top priority. He, he proved me wrong. I, I actually have to apologize to Marcus Strowman. I, I ripped him a lot in the, pod, in, in the past about how I didn't like how he opted out. I respected it because, again, last year was COVID. The Mets were a freaking disgrace. His family members did have COVID, not COVID, had had an immune system problems. If I'm not mistaken, it could have been his mother or his grandmother. Again, I'm not trying to say I'm an expert on the Stroman family. So I know Marcus Stroman listens to stuff. I'm not, I, I respect it. I didn't like it as a fan because I had high expectations. But again, I, I, I'm okay with it. He can't, I did not think he was going to be, be this good though. I, I thought he was a high three pitcher. I thought that's why the Toronto Blue Jays traded him away, but I was wrong. And I hope Marcus Stroman comes back, just like I hope Syndergaard comes back. Uh, Baez, to me, Brian's the top priority. I know everyone's saying, well, you're, you are Chris Bryant. I, I love Chris Bryant. Former MVP, has a great glove, can play multiple multiple positions, if I can get my words out, sorry, it's like 10.30 night, but to me, it's like, you, you have, it's a must to me, you have to get Chris Bryant, and if Baez stays, good, if he doesn't, whatever, so, Conforto, I don't think is coming back, Stroman, 50-50, McNeil, if, again, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't hate him getting traded. JD's definitely not. The way he was talking today to Anthony DiComo, from what I read, made it seem like he knows he's pretty much done with the Mets, which is a shame. Um, Diaz, uh, you know, I could have a whole Mets offseason preview, and I am. But that's just my quick offseason rundown. We closed the book on Luis Rojas and this whole mess. Quattlebaum, all these guys, uh, Donnie Stevenson, goodbye, close this chapter, slam the door. I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to hit my pal. You ready for this? That's me slamming the door on the 2021 New York Mets. We will talk about you in a month or when Luis Ross gets fired. I do it again. There you go. Slam the door. On to the MLB postseason. I, I know a lot of fans were hoping for a game 163. We did not get it. Giants clinched the West. <coughs> excuse, excuse me, my allergies. Um, Giant, Giants clinched the West. Dodgers get the wild card. Yankees, Red Sox, sorry. Managed put up a good fight, but it just wasn't meant to be. Was not meant to be. 
Now, let's quickly get into it. Who do I think, and I'm hoping to have Will on when he feels a little better. I'm hoping to have him on to do a full preview. Who? Let's do a quick run now. I think the Dodgers beat the Cardinals in the wild card game, so check. Dodgers, Giants, wild division series. Boy, oh boy. That's a tough one. I'm going to go Giants. In five, they're going to win 3-2 in game number five in San Francisco. A three-run homer by Buster Posey. I'm calling it. Um, Brewers, I think, are better than the Braves. I think the Braves got in because they're in a bad division. If they had Acuna, maybe you make the case things are different. But they don't have Acuna, so Brewers in in four. Yeah, yeah, in four. John, let's go to the AL. Who do I think is going to win the AL wild card game? That that one's tough uh, because both these teams are evenly matched. Give me give, give me a couple of seconds to think about this. Well, you have Judge, you have Devers, you have Stanton. You have for call, Rafael for call. Um, pitching, you have Sale probably against Cole. That's a tough one because Garrett Cole in the big game this year has been 50 50. And I, I think that's being nice to the guy. Uh, uh, this one I could see going either way. This is a tough call. The Red Sox are the home team, so I'm going to go Red Sox 6 to 5. I'm going to make two predictions, actually. Red Sox 6-5 or Red Sox 2-1. It depends how Garrett Cole pitches. Because you know Chris Sale's only going 5. Ah, dude. Maybe maybe if he only goes 5. No, I'm sticking to it. I'm locking in. Uh, Rays versus Red Sox. Rays are going to dominate. I think Rays winning in 5. But maybe 4. You can make the case. I think it's Rays. Uh, let me see. White Sox versus... Hold on, I gotta pull that up. Thank you, MLB app. White Sox... Oh, versus Houston. Ah, that's a tough one. That is tough. That is tough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go White Sox. I, I I think they have the better team. I think they have the better mojo. Uh, they have Kembrell in the bullpen, which I like. They have uh, Lance Lynn, which I like. I would have traded for him or signed him in the offseason. I forget, but you know I'm a big fan of having that death, death pitching. But he's not really death. He's, I, think he's, I think he's either there one or two. I could be off on that. Don't, don't kill me. I don't watch the White Sox that much. Um... White Sox in five. So we got White Sox raised. That's that's tough. Um, actually, let's go Brewers Giants. I think the Brewers are going to the World Series. I think they have a good bullpen with Hader. They have a good. They have that young John Means. Is I think is his name. And I, I could be off. I know it's John something. Who's that pitcher they have? Is it John? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I was right about the name. Sorry, could be off. 
don't kill me. I, I think the Brewers have the better rotation. But again, the Giants have the good depth pieces. Tough call. This is tough. Um, I'm sticking with it. Brewers in seven. In seven or six. So Brewers are going to the World Series. Rays versus White Sox. I'm going to go White Sox. I think the Rays are easily able to be figured out. Again, it wouldn't surprise me if the Rays go to the World Series, but I, I like the White Sox. White Sox, Brewers World Series. Who Who predicted that? It probably won't happen, but who predicted that? Oh, that's, this is a good series. Um, You have Kembrell. They have Hader, though. Josh Hader is one of the best coaches I've I've ever seen. And he really had a great year. He's not Mariano. He's on the track of Mariano Rivera. I'm not saying he is Mariano Rivera yet. Don't kill me, Yankee fans. Mmm. White Sox. Uh, mm, Brewers, though, they had that rotation. I'm going to go White Sox in six. So White Sox are going... Uh, actually, scratch that. I'm going to go Ray Brewers. I don't know why I said Rays. Brewers in seven. They're going to clinch at home. I think they'd be the home team. Could be off. Let me double check that. Yeah, they they would. I'm just going to go Brewers in seven. Seven or six? Yeah, seven. So Brewers are going to be your world champs. Uh, let's get on to the Giants. Uh, they got to win. And so do the Jets. Give, give the Jets some. You know what? Let's give New York teams a round of applause. Good for them. Uh, so, listen, they were down with, like, six minutes left in, no, eight minutes left in the game, get your facts right, and I thought the game was over, and I literally screamed, screamed at my TV, show some heart, next thing I know, big run back on the punt, Saquon Barkley, we are Penn State, by the way, go, go Saquon, I was rooting for you, um, gets the screen touchdown, not the screen touchdown, gets the long throwing touchdown, and then he ran it in for six in overtime. Giants get a good drive in the fourth quarter with 22 seconds left. They kick the game-winning, game-tying field goal. Saquon runs it in for six with some good passes to Tony, good passes to Kenny Galladay. Defense played like crap in the second half, but when it mattered most, they buckled down. They're one and three. They're facing the Cowboys next week. And Graham Gano, by the way, missed a field goal, which I, I, I kept thinking, and this is what the Giants have programmed into me in the Dave Gettleman era. Is when are they gonna blow it? Yeah, that fumble by Saquon, by the way, Earl in that overtime winning game winning drive. I thought, oh, there you go. They fumbled. There you go. And then Kyle Rudolph. What's going on with Kyle Rudolph? Is he getting paid ten million dollars to sit on the bench? Evan that that's annoying. Evan Ingram dropped an easy pass, which I thought, again, was going to cost the Giants. 
They get a penalty, but then Saquon's able to get it instantly back with the screen. Kadarius Tony has been saying, I want to get involved. 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 And he did. And he had a great game. So did Kenny Galladay. It's a shame that Kenny Galladay didn't get it, didn't get some catches. Uh, Daniel Jones should have two touchdowns. I don't know if they took that the first one away. He also threw an interception, but it was like a halftime interception where he's like, I'm just going to try to take a shot at the end zone. No fumbles. He's, he's really becoming what I said on the podcast to the, to the draft, expert, draft expert and Coach Weber. He's becoming a franchise quarterback. If he continues to not fumble the ball and turn the ball over, he is going to be a franchise quarterback. Whether that's with the Giants, the Steelers, I've heard that a lot. That the Steelers are interested in Jones. I want Daniel Jones to be a Giant for life. Now next week, they got a big game with the Cowboys. If they win this game, they're 2-4, and four, which is where you want it to be going in against this gauntlet of a schedule. By the way, the Giants are in the middle of their, the toughest part of their schedule. They already beat the Saints at home. The Saints were 15-0 in October. And they were also almost undefeated at home once the clock hit seven minutes. And they had a lead in the fourth quarter in double digits. But we know how that ended. Giants got a win in the Mercedes Dome, right? Is that, is, that what they, is that what it's called? Doesn't matter. But if the Giants go into this stretch, they, they beat two good teams. That Falcon game could really cost them. Forget the Washington game. That could cost them too, but that Falcon game felt like the one that gets away. Because if the Giants somehow find a way to steal a game in Dallas, in Jerryland, they could have been 3-3. Three and three. But you can't think about that now. I mean, the Giants have a gauntlet of a schedule. They have the Rams left. They have the Buccaneers left. By the, by the way, I think Tom, when I started this podcast, Tom Brady was losing in his return to Foxborough. And they have the Cowboys. And I think most of those games, three out of four of those are on the road, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir, they are on the road. 13, the Bucks just scored. 13 to 7. Um So they have they're in Jerry's land next week. Let me Google the schedule real quick. New York Giants. They got the Cowboys, which I said four times already. Then they go home to play the Rams. Then they play Carolina. Then they play the Chiefs. Then they play the Raiders. So this schedule gets hard. If you could beat Dallas, I'm not saying you are. If you can beat Dallas, you're 2-4. and four. You're probably going to lose to the Rams. You, you could beat the Panthers. You're probably going to lose to the Chiefs on Monday night. Raiders, you could beat them. If you you get the gist, if you play five hundred down that in this next stretch or play a game below five hundred, then you have the Dolphins. I don't know if you could beat the Chargers. You could you have a chance to beat the Cowboys at home. Then you play the Bears and then you play Washington. 
if you could find a way to steal that Dallas game, you get what I'm trying to say here, you're instantly back in a playoff race. I don't know if it's for the division. I think it's Dallas's division now. But you could you could battle for a wild card spot. Today's win was huge. And everyone rips Jason Garrett. Let me just end this with this. Everybody rips Jason Garrett. Everybody does. But the minute he calls a good game, he gets no credit or very little credit. And I'm not a Jason Garrett lover. I'm also not a Jason Garrett hater. Hater. I guess I'm in the middle. But give the man credit. He opened up the playbook today. <laughs> Daniel Jones threw for like 416 yards. Could have had three touchdowns. He made one mistake, and that was getting Evan Ingram involved. And, and think about this. Evan Ingram catches the hardest ball in overtime. The simplest that plays, he can't catch. Give me a break. That just bothers me. If I if I was like, that that that, that bothers me. It doesn't like anger me like a Met loss, but that that's bad. But this next stretch of games here is going to be telling for the Giants. If they could start this stretch 2-0, good. 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 I'm not saying they are, but I'm saying that would be very, 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 very good. So I talked about the MLB postseason. I talked about the Mets. Slam the door on them. Giants. We will get Giant Factors next week. Um, There will be a break in the podcast. I don't know when. I don't know if it's going to be after the World Series. I don't know if it's going to be after the Giants stretch. But there will be some episodes that are going to be pre-recorded. And there will not be any big news. I think I'm going to wait till after the verdict on Luis Rojas is made. So after them, if the Mets get... I'm going to wait till after the Mets get a new team president of baseball operations and a new manager. Then I'm going to take my break. Because, you know, need a little break here. A couple weeks, like I did last year. Last year was easy because you knew after Steve, I had that break in the middle where I could say, well, I'll come back when Steve Cohen and Sandy Allison take over, which I did. To close this podcast, I want to say thank you to all the listeners of the Mets News Podcast. This has been a tough season for Mets fans. I appreciate all the support. I appreciate the growing on Instagram. I appreciate all the guests that have come on during the baseball season, from the draft expert to Darren from the 7-Line to Justin, and Justin will be on at some point. I want to thank each and every one of you for making this podcast a lot of fun, and I want to thank the listeners, because without you guys, there is no Giants. There is no Giant coverage. There is no Met coverage. There's no any coverage without you guys. So I want to thank everyone for coming on. The Mets are getting, I don't know what to think of them, but after this offseason, we will know whether or not we will actually be a contender for many years to come. The ball is in Steve Cohen's court. I have Baton in to do it. The question is, are they going to do it? This is a big offseason for Steve, but I have faith in him to do it. I want to thank the New York Mets for making me never, in conclusion, I want to thank the New York Mets for never giving me a dull day to cover. There was always a story. I'm hoping next season there's not always a story. The story is the Mets winning on the field and not a rat and raccoon or Donnie Stevenson or a thumbs down. But thank you to all the listeners. Another baseball season in the books. 
on to my off-season coverage, which a lot of people said they like better than my regular season coverage. Kind of, whatever, I mean, the podcast is called the Miss News Podcast. <sighs> I kid. This is me, edition of the Mets News Podcast. Uh, thank you to Anchor for letting me do this podcast about baseball. This isn't really a baseball network, so it's always fun to be the difference, you know, to be different, to have a sports podcast that branches into football. And as we can branch in really anything except politics, of course. You know my role about that. Thank you guys so much. Subscribe to all my platforms. Continue to stay safe. And we will talk soon with, hopefully, I hate to do this, the firing of Luis Rojas as Met Manager. Talk to you next week. Stay safe. Have a good one.